1: bounce forward with comcast business help your business bounce forward today with this amazing offer for a limited time ask how to get a 500 prepaid card call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to learn more comcast business restrictions apply new comcast business customers only call for restrictions and complete details it's two-two and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's
2: ozil La
3: Welcome to another Touchy Gooders episode. uh My name is Lewis, and I'm joined by the two Dans. We've got Nigerian and German Dan. How are you doing, chaps? yeah not
1: not too bad, mate.
3: Uh, uh, And we got we got Doctor Leroy, f- fresh off saving lives. How to- you I- doing? No uh, about, uh, about that one, you know. No, no lives saved today. <laughs>
2: No nah, man. It went down the drain still. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I'm joking. i joking. 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 Shall I, I start again? <laughs> no, no, no,
3: no. Give me a fast start. Give me a fast
2: start. Give me fast start, triple
3: advisor. I'm joking. <laughs> so. Oh, my days. Wait, shall I start again? No, no, no. Stop. Are you sure? All right, okay. Cool. I don't, I don't want to bring your integrity into, into jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately,
2: to do this job, you have to have a dark sense of humor, boy. Trust me
3: very dark very dark all right cool before we start um fucking hell I shouldn't be laughing really but yeah before we start um make sure to use the, the hashtag touchdownfracas. um join our discord server uh we'll probably put this uh, episode on youtube as well tomorrow so uh, you're not going to see dr lee because he's he's got a, 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 an interest in uh, i don't know what it is but you're not going to see him but you will see you'll see the, the rest of us you going
2: to see the lights, big man
3: <laughs> yeah, the Northern Lights. That's what it is. Yeah,
2: travel, man. We need to get
3: you all right. uh, no, Cold all places that. don't. Everyone oh. subscribe to Patreon. Cold, <laughs> cold places don't. You know me. I'm a I'm a Dubai man. I'm a I'm a Las Vegas man. You know, You're me, a Ghana man. What are you talking You're about? Like <laughs> Ghana man. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not about all these these cold climates. So Iceland don't really, you know, appeal to me too much. I like your stuff hot and spicy. So yeah. No. Well, not not too spicy. Not nah,
2: too yeah, spicy no, <laughs> I think you choke on spice. To be
3: fair, so yeah. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not a big spice man. If I'm being honest. We should do that for the patron. Make this, eat some. Um... Scotch, scotch No, I, I have Scotch bonnet in, in me. Um, you know, in my curry chicken. Oh, on, on your, on your chips. <laughs> <laughs> in
2: in jollof,
0: yeah. Right. In my uh, jollof. <laughs> <jo-lof.
2: laughs> <laughs> Listen, when Lewis discovered all-purpose seasoning, he, he puts all-purpose seasoning on
3: everything. Everything. You should see my mum. My mum's even worse now. Since I introduced her to all-purpose, she Ooh, doesn't mix it, it in. She just pours it on top. On it just pours it on top and then when it's cooked you just see this like layer of seasoning on top of on on top of the feed (laughs) but you know what we're we're, we're evolving as people do you know what i mean we're evolving as a race so um don't worry about that we'll 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 get there soon enough um let's talk about um the uh the game then because um i think I think people are going to be tuned into this podcast are obviously hoping for some positive tidbits. You know, sometimes we have the tendency to be a bit negative on this podcast and, you know, um, people, some people don't like that. You know, it's just not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think we're, we're, we're objective more than anything. We're not just going to be here for the fanfare and, you know, um, uh, you know, whatever but given subjective views and whatnot. So um <clears throat> I think in recent way in recent weeks we've been disappointed with Arteta in for numerous reasons. Um and one of the main ones was due to his very defensive style of football and the lack of risk taken in certain games. Now I think big, we we've criticized him for that and rightly so but I think for this game we need to um give him credit where credit is due because I don't feel like he set up in a risk-averse way. I don't think he was a coward at Old Trafford. I think he set up very positively. And um, I thought that was a, just if we're going to start with Arteta, I think that that was just a, a really great performance um, from a managerial and coach perspective, uh, from a Mikko Arteta's perspective. Um, I'll start with uh, Nigerian Dan, what, what, what was your thoughts on, Arteta's performance as a coach?
0: Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, that's probably where we've seen him do the best in, in, in these big games um, against the likes of City, Liverpool, um, etc. So I don't think we should be too surprised by the performance personally. Um, but what I, I, I would say that I liked about the performance was probably just the intent and the attitude that the players showed from, from minute one. So I feel like in this game... What we've seen that's a little bit different to some of the other games that we've seen um, this season especially is just that these lot, they really wanted to, to push the team forward. They really wanted to pass quickly. They really wanted to uh, really attack United, um, which I think the emphasis hasn't really been there in some of the other games. It's been a bit more you know, sideways passing, a bit, uh, a bit more possession for possession's sake. And in this game, I think it's probably one of the first times that we've seen since... Probably before lockdown, is us actually trying to, you know, make things happen, press them high, and um, you know, be be really aggressive in the way that we attack. Um, so so I, I, that's one thing that I'm particularly encouraged about by the performance.
3: Sure. Um, what about what about you, Dan? Um, German, Dan. What do you echo uh, Nigerian Dan's sentiments on the on the performance? Are you gonna are you gonna give um Arteta
1: some credit this week? <laughs> I give I give credit when credit is due, you know. So um I think um as um as Nigerian then said, um I kinda expected us to to set up in a way that would give us a chance in this game. Um I think that's a big theme, especially in the big games, that he, he always sets us up in a way to to um to get some chances at least. And I think in the big games kind of is better than the small games, you know. Um um but yeah, for for the for the United game particularly. I think he was he was, um, he, was um, he was brave. Um, I think um, especially the the pressing was really good and the way we organised the press um, offensively um, and they couldn't really break through our lines. Um, I think it was a mix of United you know, being incapable and build up and us and us um, having a set um, like a structured and organised press. So I give him a lot of credit for that. I think we went there with the with the right attitude. And um also um I think he got the the selection um uh, he got the selection right. Um and when I say selection, I think he got the midfield choices right and he also got the um um one of the offensive um options right in my opinion. I still didn't like the offensive balance, but um, um when I watched the game, even though I was heavily heavily criticizing them and I think he really liked execution, I think Villian um picked up good positions and um he kinda gave us a bit more variety in attack. I still would have liked to see in the forwards but um, I do think that like cuz I said, did a lot of dot work in that game as well so maybe in hindsight um there was this wasn't the game to play him centre forward but so I think maybe maybe um offensively he got that, got that got that right in the midfield as well um holding a, a right um center back um definitely of Mustafi still disappointed Saliva has not been included but I'm sure we will talk about that a bit later um but definitely holding over Mustafi I'm all for that um and also I was kind of thinking Andy Matnas should play I thought this is a game where um, you know will be looking to exploit the left hand side and the channel there, and um, I was um, worried about Bellerin getting caught um, by the ball over the top and Rashford generally having them on toast. Um, but that wasn't really the case. Um, I think we we managed to completely um, stop them from getting even into the, those areas um, regularly and even to good effect. And um, so picking Bellerin was 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 the right choice because he gave us something offensively and he would always give us something something more offensively than Andy Metinaz and ultimately. His forward runs were actually probably our biggest threat in the game. So I think there was one cross from Bellerin to Bamiang where we always scored for him. Um, sco- I think was this cross to Saka as well. Was that Bellerin as well? Might have been him. And then also, he obviously won the penalty. So um, I think that right hand side was um, because of Bellerin very potent actually in this attack. And we weren't as one-sided as we usually were so yeah credit to her. it was a great a great performance overall Um, good intensity um, I mean we you know Partey was outstanding so um, that was good to see and Nani was very good as well and Gabriel was um, was a monster so good team performance all around I think. Uh, Dr Leroy um, what was your thoughts going into
3: ahead of the game when you saw the lineup come out what what was your initial thoughts and did anything change from the performance? Uh, th- th- anything different that you thought from the performance to, to how you thought things would go when you saw the lineup come out?
2: So, my, my initial thoughts when I saw the lineup were "Fuck sake, Aubameyang on the left again, fucking Arteta. Holden? Are you mad? Oh, Nenny? What's he going to do? So, that, that, that was my thoughts when I was looking at the lineup, so I was livid. But credit where credit's due. Um, Holden played really well, especially, well, for, for him, he played really, really well. And then he was a good choice and you can now see in hindsight why he picked that option. And You can see why he's picked him in the big games as well because um, of his ability to actually get around the pitch, his um, engine, his, the fact that you can play for him in a lot of situations and he really is technically neat. And uh, apart from party, he's our most, with him and Sabal, our most press-resistant midfielders, but he actually has a bit of mobility about him as well. Um, and, he, he, and then he's really good to provide a structure to the team. So he, he's a good structure player, he's a good pivot player, he's a good boundary um, Oh The performance, I mean, obviously I would like to be positive and credit where credit's due, we won the game. We won the game. Arteta we, we, uh, has shown progress in this game because I feel like, especially in the first half, we dominated them quite a bit. In the second half, we weren't as dominant, but I don't feel really United had many spells apart from a bit of 10 minutes here and there where they dominated the game at all. So that's progress. And we were a lot higher up the pitch, especially in the first half than we have been recently. So that's that's another thing. But when I look look at the game back and if I actually just think about it and think about how it turned out, we didn't really create a chance where you thought that has to be a 100% goal. Um, we scored a penalty and we won 1-0 so defensively we were solid um i mean that they restricted them to not much and they're obviously a good attacking side so i'm really happy with that but we we still really didn't solve the attacking problem even against the team that didn't sit back to camp 10 men behind the ball and we we did dominate them but they didn't sit back and play in a deep block they were actually trying to play and we just didn't let them but offensively in terms of that find the hardest part which is that final action to really create a very, very good chance or to score a goal, that final ball um, is still lacking. I didn't really see where that goal was going to come from if we didn't get that penalty. Because if we didn't get that penalty, it would have probably ended up 0-0. Mm. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting carried away with, with the result and with the game, because I don't, I don't think the game was incredible. I don't think it was like this and fantastic performance. It was it was a decent performance, but we'd have probably ended up 0-0 if we didn't get a pen. Mm. You,
3: you, you mentioned there that... Um, we did get into like some dangerous areas and you know, you said that the execution wasn't quite there, you know, like the final pass, like the, the first half, it certainly seemed that way. So how much, how much do we put that down to our and how much do we put that down to personnel? Because to me, it did look like we, you know, territorially we dominated that first half. We got into quite a few really dangerous situations. We hit the bar. I think uh, Aubameyang, uh, you know, was about half a yard short of a, a tap-in. Um, Lacazette had a, an air shot, which was taken off these toes. I know I know these aren't really, they aren't really counted in statistics, right? They're not, they're forgotten about moments, really and truly. When we think about this game in a year's time, you, you'll go back to the statistics and, and see seven shots. Yeah. But... I do feel like our general player was a lot more dangerous than statistics may suggest. Or am I just looking favourably?
2: I don't agree. I don't think it was particularly that dangerous. And in answer to your question that you said, um, is that players or is that Arteta? I think it's both. Um, I feel like Arteta's structure, because he's a very structured individual and a structured coach, um, and he is obviously thinking about defence and making sure that we're not transitioned on. I mean, he's re- I mean, he's always talking about the transitions and I think that's a big factor. But the fact is, we then don't take enough risks to m- make enough I- enough dangerous situations. So yes, it's partially the players because they let us down in the quality in the final end. But even if you put really good players there, I don't see us creating hatfuls of chances with this type of play. I see us creating decent chances just because the players are very good, but I don't see us absolutely pamming teams like we used to that like underwent mm. going to in the district, but because of his style allows for a lot more risk and unpredictability and then that causes players to I mean like midfielders to pop out of nowhere then one moves into your space then you move around the opposition players a lot more you're just going to create more chances like I watched our leads play the other day and I feel like if you have Bielsa's tactics with these players they create a lot more chances
3: so it's partially personal but they also concede four goals in the process exactly. but it's
2: partially that but it's partially Arteta's um structure that is back from doing that. But I can see why he's doing that at the same time as well.
0: Mm, I, I I don't know, like I I do disagree um about if we have better players in there um that we wouldn't be PAMIN teams just because I feel like we we do actually get the ball into the final third um or just just like in and around the final third relatively often in the game. Um and then what what stops it from becoming a good chance is a poor touch, or someone's not necessarily making themselves um, an option, or you know they 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 then pass it backwards because they're not they're not willing to, to take that risk. Like for me, I think in this match, so I rewatched rewatched the first half, and it's very interesting. So like I think Lacazette, like that's probably his best half of football um, all season, but on the ball. I really still don't think he gives us enough for what that role is supposed to be doing um, personally. And I feel like if you were to upgrade just him in that attack, I think you then automatically create a lot more chances. Because firstly, for me, he, he, he marks himself out of the game, I find, a lot. Um, when he does receive the ball, he, can, he, can't, he, he doesn't make it stick. Um, if he tries to turn around and go towards the goal, there's literally zero threat with him facing the facing a goal in just outside the box. There's there's none. There's none whatsoever. Right? He can't run with it. He 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 rarely finds other players. And I feel like whilst you're playing with him in that number nine position, you are holding back the entire attack as a result because that number nine in Arteta's system is supposed to be the focal point. Um, The one that drops deep and allows players to run in behind um, and and, and create those five channels in the attack. And I think one thing as well about playing a Bamiyang central is I do think he will give you more threat. But then on the left wing, I don't think we then have anyone who is necessarily as devastating or as dangerous as a Bamiyang to compensate for him. So I know Saka's probably um, our best player on the left. But I think even in this game, you saw that even Saka... And we know that he's got good end product, but in terms of shooting and in terms of crossing, I don't think he's at that elite level um, just there in terms of his execution. We can see that he sees the picture and that he can play um, the final pass into the final third. But I think when he is in the final third, I'm not sure that his execution is of the level that you would expect from a top six wide player. Like if you have Rashford or... um, Mane or Salah or Son in some of the positions that uh, Saka picks up I think you would get a lot more end product than what you get from um, Saka and Saka's probably our best attacker outside of a Aubameyang so I think that says a lot about where we are as a
2: team. Um, so I agree with the points that you made at the end um, but where I'm thinking is this is chicken the next situation so you're saying that, obviously, if we have better, we get into promising positions, but if we have better players, that we would convert those situations more into chances. My big thing is, I don't think there's enough movement in our final third, and that's the big worry for me. Now, is it players that aren't moving enough? Because I don't see enough movement from our wide players in particular. Um, so, so, for example, where are the runs? I don't see any runs in behind from Arsenal very much. So is it the players that are just not running, or is there an instruction to tell them not to run? because as as much as you guys know, I'm not a big fan of Pepe, Pepe was running in behind all the time for Lil last year. So is it all of a sudden he's just stopped that, or is it an instruction that he, he should be doing that and he should be holding his position out wide? So I don't really know. I just feel
1: like you know I think not- there's, there's a couple of problems in our I attack. Mean, I think you 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 alluded to it with the runs. Uh, I think there's a very low frequency of runs in behind. And um, um, when Pepe was doing runs for us, it was always kind of going wide. So I said this moving didn't seem really good. Um, but Bamiyan does make the, the bent run, but it, it doesn't happen too often. And um, also there's not enough moving between the lines. Um, so uh, as I said, I didn't think Villian had a good game, but he was in between the lines and it caused situations. And um, I feel... I feel like as an I feel like it must be by design that the players don't pick up these positions as regularly as you want them to. I think it's probably to do with the structure and being able to um being in better embed- and, and, and opinion probably better positions to then win the ball back off um when you lose it. Um so you don't want players going away from the ball as much as um as, as they usually do because when the ball breaks down, who's there to win it kind of thing. And um in a way I, I when our chances happen is usually from our game press. so we we'll, would we'll have the ball a little bit we we'll just play it sideways don't really do anything penetrative and then we lose the ball somehow and then we win it back very quickly and then we break so a lot of times those situations happen so i kind of i kind of think it's by design that we don't make a lot of movements and um and attacking um um fl- uh, switches bit of our off pairs and um and when we have the ball because i think it's a, they're supposed to be active when we win the ball back. So I think that's that's the design. And uh, I think one thing that we, we've seen on that a lot, and we've, we've won some big games, you know, but whenever we win um, a game or whenever we've had a good performance, who's getting man of the match? It's one of the defenders, it's one of the midfielders. It's like our attackers are never getting man at a match because they don't they're not in the game. They're not in the game as much as they should be. And um I think they're just on the peripheral of the game. And uh, this is one hundred percent the theme. And I, uh, I think I think Atta's smart enough to know this as well, but I think this is by design. I literally think this is what um we're trying to achieve to to have the game in midfield, in around defense and then break when the opportunities um arise. And I kind of feel like we need to get these players in the game more um to to maximize um their potential and I think this is one of the reasons even, even though I'm not a big big fan of Pepe as well like he's just pissing me off as well but um one of the reasons he's not doing too well cuz he's not in the game most of the time and um he yeah he doesn't make himself available like a Willian so he doesn't have that and then when you don't get many touches he he's out the game then he gets a touch and the touches touches loose <laughs> and um so it doesn't help him I think it helps it doesn't, it doesn't help many of our attackers. I think Saka kind of stands out here because he plays the dual role, which is in between different zones. He doesn't really operate just in the final third. He, he's in all zones. He's in the, in the first phase, second phase, third phase. And he's really the only trend, like, transitional player that we have. I think Partey can kind of be that, that type of player. And, and he, he he showed some signs in that game. But Saka is the, um, Saka is the one that sometimes gets in the, in, the, in the first phase, then goes into the second and gets it back in the third and then creates something there's no one else that does this. And it's just, we need to, we need to increase that um, in order to create more chances, get into better positions. Cause I think right now we are kind of starved. And what we saw in that game, we thought, ah, this is better than what we had before. It's just because we've been starved so much. It was not much, much better. I've, when I watch other teams tonight, Champions League, it's just, it's loads. When I watch Gladbach yeah. against Shakhtar loads, you know? So um, I think there's a lot of improvement, room for improvement. Do you,
0: do you, do you think, I, I, I also think that we need to invest in some different profiles in that forward line. So obviously I touched on Lacazette, I don't want to keep going on about him. Um, but I do feel like the profiles aren't necessarily correct for balance in that in that front line. Um in terms of the, the, the runs in behind, like so, we've just signed William, who seems to be starting all most of the prem, Premier League games. He's not really a runner in behind um, type of guy. When you've got him, Lacazette, starting um, as well, and then you've got the midfield of Xhaka and Ceballos playing, um, I think that also contributes to the fact that you're not going to get many runs in behind because, really and truly, those two midfielders playing centre mid are behind the ball midfielders. You've got Lacazette and Willian who always want the ball to feet. Um, so I, I feel like that's not conducive to getting plenty of runs in behind because number one, you've got players who aren't willing to play that ball. And then couple that with the fact you've got uh, attackers who aren't willing to make that run as well. So I think it's just sort of, um, it's, it's not the right profiles playing together, um, I don't think. and like. Thinking back to um some of the like brighter moments this season, um you got the Sheffield United game, um, you got the Leicester uh, first half to an extent, you got this uh United uh, first half to an extent. I feel like the players who have consistently been making those runs behind is is basically Bellerin and Tierney. Um where and 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 you see their profiles like well Bellerin especially, he basically is an off-the-ball player he likes to make those runs and so i feel like the if you if you get lots of those profiles together with the with the players willing to make the pass the players willing to make the runs it will improve um as well so i I do agree with you it is partially by design but i also feel like the, the profiles of the players that we're playing together is not necessarily conducive to getting um those runs made if that makes sense
2: I don't know, because I think you've got to inst- you've got to tr- train, drill and instruct them to make runs in behind. Because I understand you said about William and I understand you said about Lacazette, but we've had Aubameyang who starts every game, who is capable of that and can do that. And that's where he's best. You've got Pepe who was doing that for Lille a lot of the time and he has played a lot of minutes. So if you've got two out of your three or at least two players doing that, and then as we mentioned, Bellerin and Tierney, um, so in that five channels, you, you've got enough players who can do it. I just don't feel like it's either being drilled enough or it's, it's being instructed enough because all our good moments, have, as you said, that's why Bellerin's probably leading our team in assists. I think he's got the most assists for us because he's the only one that's moving in behind and the only one that's creating problems. Um, I, I just think I need to see more of it. I definitely need to see more of it. And I feel like even... William, if you if you tell Willian and instruct William to go in behind, he can do it all. William is not... I uh, know everyone's a cup of tea. I actually quite liked William at Chelsea, but I feel that William is a very multifaceted player. He's basically like a, a, a jack of all trades. One of you, a see knife attacker. So I think he's got it in his locker if you make him do it, if that makes sense.
1: Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
3: Hmm. It does seem a bit strange, though, because <clears throat> I think when Arteta first came in, we we saw that over the top quite often like we saw Aubameyang uh, score quite a few goals you know get it coming in off you know a, a Louis long ball or you know a long ball from defence from someone why do you think that has dried up then because I can think of a few goals where Oba got in behind uh, and things like that so is this been is this been an instructional change or are we just
1: struggling to do it at the moment? I think there's a space in behind, you know. you got, When I look at the... Or when I think of the games where Bummin really gone behind, it was teams that pressed us. Mm. Um, I wanted to drop the ball off us. City, um, Wolves even at times. Um, Liverpool, of course. Um, there were a few games where it's just... P- and initially, teams were still pressing us quite a lot. And then they realised that we can play through the press and actually, um, actually... F- get to up the under, um other and on the pitch and create numerical advantages for us so they stopped pressing us and since they have stopped pressing us as well we've we've struggled even more to create chances so um I think we sh- we've we've basically struggled from from when he took over um after mm. three four five games but even more now um teams now see okay we can't really press arsenal they they don't actually fuck up that much playing out from the back um so there's no point pressing them because um ultimately the ball will just go sideways, sideways, and there will be a switch. Louise will switch it, or someone else will switch it, and then they're in behind Tierney and he just hoof it down the line to Aubameyang with their in behind. So teams don't do, teams don't set up like that against us. And if you look at the Leicester game, Leicester knew exactly what our weapons were. They were like, listen, we cannot give them any space in behind, but we can give them the ball. And that's what they did. And um, ultimately, they just waited for their moment, punished us. And um, I'd be intri- intrigued this see- game plan though, right? The yeah, one. of course, of course. Uh, it was risky there. And it and, uh, and nearly flopped. I think football is a game of fine margins. And to be fair, what Ateta has managed is that every game we play is a game of fine margins. And um, I am hopeful, um, I-, I want to believe that when we get greater quality, that those margins become a bit bigger and um, that they lean in our favour. But at the moment, it's really a game of fine margins. Mm-hmm. Leicester game, fine margins. I'm sure... Villa and Leeds will be a game of fine margins again yeah yeah okay um
3: I I just want to get into into the game itself and talk about some of the performances from players because I think there were a lot of good individual performances um from us in particular um so first one I want to start with the you know the big one which I think this was the the signing that let everyone know even the stats nerds that you know told us that you know we shouldn't even sign him on a free um you know who you are um, i don't know if you listen to the podcast but <laughs> you, you know. that
2: is the worst shout i think i've heard in god knows how long what that's got to be what 5 years that's that's worse than when someone said who is it about a name our messi and Suarez wouldn't work together that worst shout yeah
3: ever. Oh. It, it's a it's a, load a pretty of bad shout 'Cause all you have to do really <laughs> was you, you all you have to do is watch a game of Thomas One. Partey and yeah, he wasn't the most expressive guy at Letico Madrid by but by design. It wasn't due to his abilities and I think everyone could see that. Now um he's obviously come into the team and it, you know, his first two or is, is it was this his third start? So oh. Third second start, league yeah. start, second league start. So you know, the first two starts we saw qualities, but we 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 obviously the Leicester game. I mean, we we I don't know why we did this, but we just completely ignored him. But this this was Partey's game. This is the games that we have bought him for, and he absolutely dominated that football pitch. Like he was unbelievable. I can't, you know, I think we when we talk about midfield performances. You know that we. I think we even had a question about. I remember a question about this on the pod, maybe a few months ago, where where someone was asking like, "What is one of the most? What is our like one of our best individual performances that we've seen like in recent years?" And you know, I think we had a few shouts, and I think uh, someone mentioned the Casula performance against Man City, and I think probably the last time we won a big six game. Um, away from home which we got Man City and this, this had shades of that game and maybe in a different style to what Kozula did but he was unbelievable and, I, and I'm so glad he's shutting people up because I don't want to hear anything from anyone <laughs> that if you were criticising that signing you know he's 27 years old for God's sake the no. way people talk, I saw someone call a, him a, a, veteran. a veteran today a veteran a veteran well, <laughs> 27 well. years old
2: I saw some tweets saying like yeah, he will be 32 in half a decade, and, be, <laughs> and he could have played. And, and the thing is, in that time, he could have played 250 games for us. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> fucking stupid, <laughs> man. And, and the thing is, 32 it probably just just when they're finished, just out of his right, prime. Just when they're finishing their prime, and he could played 250 games.
3: off, bro! Fucking ridiculous. Sense is not sensing. I mean, no, it's not. But you know, people people would if if a certain player doesn't fit within their remit if if they like you know these stat graphs and i don't get me wrong I, i'm a bit you know me i'm very big on statistics and stuff like that and analytics i think they're very useful but if you're only looking at the game in the remit of stats and you're only looking on graphs and you're only looking on those radar things you might believe Zaka is the one yeah exactly Exactly. So, um, but yeah, let's talk, just, let's talk a little bit about Partey's performance and uh, uh, how much did you in, in, enjoy that that performance on the day? Um, Leroy, we, I don't think you've been on the pod since we signed Partey. If, I might that. be yeah. right. I might be wrong there. But what, what? I'll start with you on that one. What did you think of his performance? And... Oh yeah, I,
2: I enjoyed it, but don't get me wrong. I don't think it was an incredible performance because I think that's standard party. I think we're going to get it okay. every week. I think he's going to deliver that level and that standard every week. I just think it have been so long since we signed a world class midfielder. We don't know what one looks like. Mm. And um, I just—I mean, i mean, it was a I mean he, he. You know, when someone just literally comes in, it's like, yep, this is me. Dominated midfield. Dominated midfield. On every single remit, midfield game. Defense. Defense. Defensive transition. Control. Offensive transition. And being able to pass forward. Like, what more do you want? I... I there's not even really much I can say. He was just fantastic, and he is fantastic. So I, I just I feel like that's the kind of thing he will deliver week in week out for us, and that's that's why I feel like we could not have signed a better person in that position. Unbelievable. With a couple more signings like that, which might be possible, might not be. We're well on the way.
3: Mm. Yeah. I, I, is is there? Obviously, we know that the, the qualities that Partey has. Um I think we all knew that he would. Fit quite well into this team, and he would certainly give us that commanding presence and that general that general that we needed in midfield. But does um, <clears throat> does Partey as a player uh, make our offensive um, frailties uh, less so? Like, d- does he improve us in that regard?
1: I think that's a that's a difficult question because. I think, I think he improves us generally, um, offensively probably as well, because he can find people um, in forward positions. I think our problems offensively are way deeper, however, and we just don't have enough people in the right positions and um, between the lines um, going forward. So Partey would be fantastic at finding people between the lines, but they're not playing between the lines. They're playing out wide. Um, but yeah, I don't want to take, take away um to go, to go away from the Partey segment really. Um, I think I think he can he can definitely improve us offensively if we get the attack balance right um, and even if we don't it will still contribute somewhat it's just um, the quality he has we don't have it um, anywhere near in the squad to, to his standard. so um, yeah for him, I can't lie watching that game it seemed like it was light work for him
3: mm. yeah he was even letting Pogba have it you on, on, on I'll give you the ball oh labby i'll give you the ball labby, yeah? <laughs> yeah and then and
0: then just take it back munched him man yeah yeah i, yeah, I completely i completely agree with dan to be honest that that was that was actually light like to me watching that game that party, I, he he's probably laughing uh like that's supposed to be a big match you know <laughs> for him because because it looked like it looked like he didn't get, come out of third gear to me to be yeah. honest like they could they couldn't they couldn't touch him like oh, yeah, I'm going to go on a 30-yard run here, just little nuts on, nuts on Fred, or I'll give you the ball sack I like. It's, it was actually light for him. Mm. And I, I fully expect him to even give us better performances than that um, um, more regularly, to be honest. So for me, I was very, I was very pleased with, with that performance. Um, I think him and Elneny um, probably look like they can work into a strong partnership um, is what I say. I, d- I didn't think that would be um, words I would be saying at the start of this season. But, mm. you know, um, if it means that number 34 gets uh, less less game time, then then I'm here for it, that kind of mm. thing. So for me, I think in terms of your question about does Partey help us offensively, what I would say is um, in, in the two matches that he started, I think in the first half especially, you can see us being able to play 15, 20 yards further up the pitch because of mm. his ability to cover um, that ground in the middle of the park. Because I think, thinking back, I actually don't think that the way we set up today was that dissimilar from what Arteta wanted to do against Man City um, away. If I compare the performances of um, Gabriel and uh, Louise that day to what Gabriel and Holden did that day, Um, I think we were just as aggressive um, in in terms of trying to stop their counters. But what you saw happen on City's goal um, was that Ceballos couldn't cover the necessary ground, and we got caught on the counter. Whereas I think if Partey was starting uh, that game, we probably don't concede that goal um, against Man City, and we could probably be a bit more assertive in how we try to approach that half in, in, in pressing them. Um, so I do think he almost will... like we
3: should have got the party done, party deal done a bit quicker, right? Eh? Yeah, almost.
0: Well, <laughs> I think or just starting that
3: match as well, you know. So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just started. Eight, him. Yeah, I forgot he was on the bench that yeah, game. Yeah, seven minutes. Him, yeah, seven Mikhail, minutes, You know. So, so for me, by the way, like... yeah, all 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 our, all our praises is, is, is finished. But, but right now like this is the, the end of our term. <laughs> <laughs> we can't oh, right, we can't. i'm joking i'm joking i'll try and try me with a few bits of praise there but yeah, yeah so go, I, go and carry on
0: yeah so no just so i do think he does improve us offensively in in the sense that i think we'll now be able to more easily um pin teams back because we've got that industry in the middle of the park to mm. actually get round and win the ball back quick quicker if we
3: need to yeah, let, let, let's talk um a little bit about his midfield partner there, because I think we're all a bit surprised to see El Neni, um feature. I mean, when me me personally, I didn't I did I didn't really mind the inclusion of El Nenny. Um, when the lineup came out, I didn't really, you know, I saw a lot of people moaning about it, and you know, and I, I'm never one to really moan about lineups unless I see something glaringly obvious that I feel like, you know, should be rectified. But, you know, I, I could see the logic in uh, Elneny partnered with with party. I didn't think he would be as good as he was. Um, and, you know, um, he does, it's, it's really strange because you see Elneny, he's someone that he's never going to be that guy who stands out, right? And he was alone at Tas last season. I saw him a lot for Besiktas last season. And he doesn't even stick out in the Turkish league, you know, he he wasn't like a, a midfield general for them. Do you know what I mean? And that's in a really, you know, that's probably like the Turkish league is probably like championship level, you know? So what is it about him that is like, he's able to come into these games and then perform to such a, a good level? Is it because the players around him, you know, partnered with Partey, does that does that improve him? Like, what, what what is it? What what is it about Mohamed El Neni that you know ma- managers tend to, to quite like about him?
1: Yeah, I think it's a mix of things. You know, I think I think he actually the way he interprets football is about getting the ball and giving it quickly. So the way he looks really depends on the players that are around him. If he plays with players that are not that good, take a long time on the ball, then he'll just look like a busybody doing nothing. But if he has a lot of not not like we had a lot of movement, but he has some movement around him. If he has a competent partner and he gives the ball to this person quite a lot in good positions, not even between the lines, just gives it to him quickly so he can do something. And um, he looks all of a sudden much much better. And I think that's what he did in that game. You know, he just. Whatever he had the ball, he he gave it quickly. He was very busy. He was good. He's good at covering ground. I mean, he's from Egypt, man. Like these men can run, you know. So, um, he was running all game, Um, that was not a problem for him. Um, he he was he was being um he was being um very um yeah he was he was getting into a lot of duels. He was not shying away from them, and uh, he was just good at giving the ball quickly. And um, we don't have another midfielder that does it. Um, quite frankly, Zaka, Sabios. And uh, is even unknown. Um, Torreira, I really like Torreira. Torreira always took a little, little too much time on the ball, not like he was taking too many touches, but just took too long to kind of pass to who he wanted to pass to. And he was a bit of a pussy when passing. But, um, Guendou- um and then he just gets it and passes it. That's his game. And the way he plays enables other people and players to play their game quicker. And football, again, it's about fine margins. If you get that ball that split second earlier, it allows you to take that touch into that into that zone into that space that you might have not would been able to if you got that ball later and um, speeding up the game is a massive thing and uh, he has this one quality which is quite good the rest of his game I still think is quite average to be honest but he has this one quality which is quite good
3: I saw something that f- killed me actually it was um, a tweet there uh, I think it was AFC Camden said ever since Nenny has found out passing forward is not uh, ha- <laughs> what does he say ever since uh, he's fa- haram." <laughs>
2: you found out passing is not I was a bitch fan.
3: Yeah, I didn't actually think he, you know, I know he was a lot more, he, he was a bit more progressive in terms of like carrying the football. I mean, I didn't really see him do any, you know, hugely adventurous passing in this game. But, um, do, um Leroy, I know you've got a, a bit of an opposing view with Elneny and... over uh,
2: high performance
3: but Yeah, I kind of felt the same as well, personally, but... I'll give him credit for give him credit,
2: but like I mean, is this what if this is this what people go mad about now? Because I'm sorry, the bar is on the floor, if that's the case. Yeah. So a lot of managers will like Omnelly because like just Dan said it, he moves the ball quickly. He's 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 the kind of player who doesn't get in the way. He doesn't get in the way of what you're trying to do. He's just a cog that you can put in there and you can play through him and he's not gonna do anything stupid. No, um, he's very safe. Very safe. Yeah, but like, he doesn't really have much to him. So you're always going to need a really good partner in. But like, I can understand because, like I said, he was mobile and all that stuff. But the performance, I mean, you put a lot of effort in. Yeah, nice. Ch- Chase the ball down <laughs> in that 93rd minute.
3: Uh, but I, I, I don't really... See, think... Ceballos do that every week, to be honest. No, I don't really uh-huh.
2: what was that special in that point. Um, I wanted to ask you a lot of question. Who's better? I'm going geduzi go a bad player. Yeah. is mm. way better for me. With yeah I, I think is, is, he takes I, too many touches that's and, uh, around a lot yeah. but you know he's got if you it, ask me who's going to actually do more damage in a midfield who's going to actually play the killer pass more who's going to be able to carry a player and do something and actually do something in the midfield can do this better
3: i think it yeah. does depend on the game though because i think we were having this debate in the group chat uh yesterday or something and I, and you know do 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 you guys think we win that game if Xhaka plays or Eln uh, or if Sabayos uh, plays or even if Genduzi plays? Do you, do you guys think we have the same performance? Do you, do you guys think we we win that game? No,
0: no I don't, I
2: don't,
3: I don't, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was, I was going to say
0: no. I don't I don't think so, right? Because it, and this is what I was going to say to the to the Guendouzi point as well. Because it just depends on what your what your team needs. Um, in, in that specific game, right? So, like, Gwenduzi, his best, his best games came, like, off the top of my head. I'm thinking Spurs at home, um Villa at home, um, Man City away, where the team has basically got no structure in midfield. And he just goes up um, and does his own thing. He goes off. He takes the game by the scruff of the neck to be yeah. fed to, to be fed to him. He 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 does he does what the team needed in in the sense that he says I'm going to drive this team forward. I'm going to win win the penalty. I'm going to win a free kick. I'm going to give that final ball to Aubameyang mm. um, to score and equalize that kind of thing. And I don't think a Xhaka or um, uh, El Nenny can do that. But I think in this Arteta system, what you need is someone. Uh, as Dan said, who is able to get his head up, recycle the ball, find the people in the positions uh, and in their zones very quickly because our game is based on passing the ball with speed and getting the ball in transition to attack these other teams. So in this Arteta system and in a game like yesterday, El Neni is the perfect midfielder alongside Partey. I think there will be games for Sabayos. And what's interesting to me is that I don't see anything that Nenny did yesterday
3: on the ball that Sabayos can't do. Thank you. Right? That's, what my, that's what I was saying, Dan. That's what I was yeah. saying. But I had Sheldon telling me, oh, Sabio's can't, can't carry the ball. Sabio's can't <laughs> carry the ball. What? Because Nenny carried it for the first time. Hey, in this Lou, you were rowdy you know? yeah, nah. I was fuming. You, yeah, can't, nah. listen, you know me, I don't take well to Sabayos slander, yeah? I don't take well to it. But when you're like, just capping... Yeah, it does happen on Sabayos yeah, because El Nenny had a good seven out of 10 game at Old Trafford. Yeah, to be, against, yeah to, against Scott McTomb and fucking Labby in midfield. Um, I'm sorry, like, don't cap on my boy, all right? Yeah, and I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I do, yeah, I do feel like there there are games for Ceballos, um,
0: but where it's going to be against the names that you mentioned, Pogba. Um, who can move about the pitch? McTominay can move about the pitch. Fred can move about the pitch, um, and and, uh, and and those South midfielders. Then I don't think Sabyas is the one really um, for those games because, as I said in, in against City, when they got when they got us turned and got us an the counter, he he looked like he was running in quicksand. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he he left those big open gaps there that we we were used to seeing under Emery and, and Wenger. So. I feel like when we're going to have a lot of the ball, um, we're going to be able to recycle it quickly. So Bios can do that and should be the one playing over on any because we might need a bit more invention, et cetera. Mm. Um, but when you're going to be doing a lot of running, then him and Jacko can can hold bench. And that's
3: fine, I think. It's just you about know, managing your squad. One thing I, want, I one... would say, though, is, sorry, Dan, one thing I would say is let's not forget, Sebastian's been in performances for us, again been in teams for us against big teams, and next to Xhaka, where he's done very very well, and we've had good results. Mm, but we played we played
0: very deep in those games as well, right? So like we weren't playing higher up the pitch. We weren't like being able to keep those teams in their half as we did against United. And I think Sabias being in the centre mid contributes to that. Fair you know,
1: we we've said a lot of good things about Sabias, and I, I, you know I, I do think he has um a lot of qualities, um, especially the first and second phase but we also got to be balanced here so bias has some deficiencies when it comes to the ball like he just takes too long to pass it sometimes and that's the main difference um if you have so in that in that in that game yeah he, he'll do it a couple like you, you don't quite notice it because he looks he looks clean he looks he looks techie like he'll take a touch turn turn and it te- that's already too much time Take the mm-hmm. touch and move it. If you have Elneny, he's going to do that. sobias is not. He will always kind of do like the style style thing that he does. So, yeah. Then And but, that, that do not quite work for some games, but for other games, it does. So, yeah.
2: You know what? Would you remember when, I think it was on the pod, when we were talking about when Arteta came in, who do you think would be the biggest casualty? And I said Guendouzi. The reason Guendouzi yeah. is because of I, I anticipated, which I think has come out to be right, that Arteta likes midfielders that move through the lines quickly because if you look at the way City play and you look the way we're trying to play, we try to get through the pitch vertically quite quickly and that's a style that Arteta would like. That's
1: why he loves Saka as well.
2: Exactly. So we try and get from back to front quite quickly through the lines, yeah? So when you've got players who are taking too many touches, not only does that obviously just take more time, but then obviously it shuts off angles for you to actually take the quickest option from back to front. So, I just don't think if you're looking at what Arteta is trying to do stylistically, I don't think Ceballos and Shaka are. I mean, I know Shaka's been one of the mainstays in his team, um, but they're great fits. Shaka has some positives because he's got some decent range, and when he's got time and space, he can find a long pass, and then that long pass gets from back to front very quickly, whether it's on the floor or on the ground or, or in the air. But I just feel that obviously with Party, he can do it all, so that's fine. But if you look at if El only learns to pass forward a little bit more, but if you look at what Arteta wants, I just feel like Nini is more suited to the way that I can imagine Arteta wanting to play than the other midfielders. Arteta loves though. He does love Sebastio, but it's because he was literally his only bit of quality in midfield. But you didn't have to bring him back on loan this season. Yeah, but then the thing
1: is, who else would he? Who else would he have got in? We did that deal very early. It was I know we we, we were quite certain. He had in midfield, yeah, I'm not I'm not
0: gonna lie. I think I think we did we did have to bring him back on loan. To be honest, um, yeah, it's it's just like if you look at it, um, if we didn't bring him back on loan, we'd have given ourselves way too much work to do um, this yeah. summer on unlimited limited funds, right? And I think that was an easy win. Um, for to really get bad. over the you would have bought him. It's, and I think, especially after the, the like end of the season that he had, um, I, I don't think it, it was basically a no-brainer that if you can bring him back on loan for another season, um,
2: then you're always going to do that. Mm. Fair enough. Um, he will li- suit for some games, but I just don't feel like he has. He has. He's. If you ask our tactics pickers, our deal midfielder, I don't think he's going to be Tobias in any roles.
3: No, probably probably isn't. But. Um... It might be Lewis's. No, no, Thomas Partey is definitely definitely mine. Um, But I would would like to see the Partey-Subbias partnership. I I would like to see how it functions because um, I think it would give us a bit more going forward.
2: I think you'll see it. When Arteta says we need to adjust the teams that um, sit in the deep block, I think you'll see it then. Yeah. When when you need more ingenuity and you need more quality.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sure we will see it. Sometimes saving money takes work, but when you switch to Xfinity Mobile, it's easy. You'll save hundreds a year on your wireless bill and get nationwide 5G included at no extra cost. Wow, that was easy. Go online, call one eight hundred Xfinity, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply.
3: Um, obviously, uh, let's let's talk a, a, a bit about a few more performances. So, Gabriel again, I thought was outstanding. Um, you know what, there was a few things that I really loved about his performance. What what I loved the most was. Um, the fact that he got a yellow card early, I didn't love that, but um, I love the fact that he didn't change his style of defending, which you know, I believe in the future is probably going to cost him and it's probably going to cost us, but I don't care because if it's if it's if it works for 85% or 90% of the games, and then you, you get that one or two hiccups a season where you know. He he makes a bit of a dodgy tackle when he gets sent off or gives away a penalty. Fine, that's the price you pay for that for that you know that type of defending. I'm and I'm all about that kind of risky defending. I was a, a massive fan of Kachorny. I see really big resemblances between Kachorny and Gabriel in defending, um, and th- those are my types of defenders that I really enjoy. Very engaging, um, well, uh, you know, very high risk. Um, they like to win jewels, those kind of things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed his performance. He had Greenwood and Rashford in his pocket. And even Cavani, when he came on, didn't do fuck all. So, yeah, and all that while, you know, playing next to Rob Holding and Kieran Tierney, who's not, you know, not a natural centre back. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And he's probably going to be, you know, for my, for my money, he's already up there in <laughs> the best centre backs in the Premier League.
2: We'll give, give it
3: a bit more time, man. Lois, you always put enough What the... you ain't seen
2: enough? Well, you what... Leo, <laughs> you ain't seen enough
3: now. You're, you're, you're a big proponent for watching someone for a couple for five games. Yeah, yeah man, but
2: you're not what... seen enough. No, I'm not I think it, but I don't want to say it too loud,
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is it is a <laughs> deaf. I'm just saying, look, uh, with the caveat, I do think he's gonna make mistakes, right? His style of defending. It, you know what he is right now? He's a um, you know when we talk about XG and overperforming XG, and you know, he's he's on a perfect run at the moment where he's everything is going his way, everything he touches is is going in the back of the net in like in terms of defending. Um, and he is gonna make a mistake. He is gonna have a spell where he's gonna make mistakes, but I don't mind because I feel like that style of defending over the course of a season. It's going to be so much more beneficial to us than someone, you know, who who is a lot more laid back. And um, I proper don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, man.
2: No, no, I like it. I like it. I think he's amazing. I think he's amazing. Um, but, I, just, I mean, there's not really much to say. Same with Barty. I think it's an obvious signing from his profile, um, his age. His um attributes and he, he just showed it like in and I just love I love defenders that don't lose their battles, just dual monster, literally. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, when someone's a bit sick in the head and you can see like they're lighting their eyes up when they're gonna call someone, like when when the battery Rashford for the first 10 15. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Yeah, this is my bag. Like, like, yeah, don't worry, boys. So it's a kind of defender, like you don't want support. When it's a one v one, he's like, "Now you go stand over there. Let me handle this. All gone." And yeah. I love it as well because, like, obviously there's a few thousand there, which obviously United fans didn't like and complain about. But I love the fact that he was just clamping Rashford, mm. just clamping
1: him, Greenwood,
2: clamping him.
1: Yeah. Don't move Paul Greenwood, him. Come on, show me what you're about. And if, if you watch that, the highlights with um, no um, no squat and um, no um, flipping crowds noise, you can just hear them shout, ref. raff, raff,
2: raff, like, and Gabriel's like, get up, bro. <laughs> Pussy. Pussy. <old>. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, you potato babies, you ain't eating. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I love it. And, but you know what? It makes me, I know I don't want to bring it down, it makes me so frustrated because I watched Gabriel in Lille Um, earlier in the year, and I thought, yeah, this player's good, but he's going to make mistakes. Then there were some technical aspects in his defending that I was concerned about, which he hasn't really shown as much. Mm. But then, like I said, it makes me even more confident that this Saliba thing is
3: bullshit. Absolute Mm. bullshit. We'll get get onto the Saliba thing. Don't worry. We'll get onto the Saliba thing. We'll get onto the Saliba thing. I'll let you we'll get on to sleep I think. don't worry hold your, hold hold fire right hold fire <laughs> hold fire let's finish this game first and we'll get on to sleep all right um <laughs> yeah uh, just a couple other noteworthy performances i think i think i'm probably the only one who thinks alexander lacazette actually played quite well um and i'm probably gonna get quite a bit of stick for this but um and this is all this is obviously in relation to um how he normally plays for us. I'm not saying that, you know, he is now the answer to all our problems and his performances and his performance was of, of a world class nine. No, absolutely not. Because judging by tonight's performance, I still think probably Denver Bar is better than uh Lacazette. So yeah, I don't I don't think you know the bar, the bar's not too high. But I just thought Lacazette did his job better than he has been doing it in recent weeks. Um some of his tracking back uh, I think he pinched the ball off of, I can't remember who he pinched the ball off of on one occasion for one of our attacks. Um, his general link up and his general hold up was, I thought was quite good and he and he put in a shift. So I'll give him credit. Still not good enough, son, but I'll give you credit for your performance. Um, what do you guys think about Laka's performance? Was it still a bit off for I you? Th- I think he he pressed
0: the ball really well. Um and he, he did he did win a lot of balls back, especially in that first half. And um, I think that came out in the stats as well that he had like the the most ball recoveries after um, Partey did. Um, but for me, I still think he he lacks too much on the ball. Um, yeah, which is which the is, Oba
3: pass was just summed it up for right. me. It was just ah,
0: oh.
1: yeah, yeah like. like What's Obamian? Obamian I think he would have would have gone in actually. It came off a player, didn't it? It did, yeah. but you
3: gave him too
0: I much start. to do, man. You I think Abamiang yeah, made it into a better pass than it yes, was personally. Yeah. Like I feel like you, you should be passing it onto his left foot um and into or into the space. Um because Abamiang is a good enough player that he can take that on his weaker foot or cut inside um, and take it on a stronger foot as well. I, I just think he, he, he gave Aubameyang too much to do there with that chance. But for me, I think on the ball, Lacazette like is not, he, he doesn't carry a threat or when we have the ball, he doesn't carry a threat. Um, when we're building play, the ball comes to him, you know, unless there's literally no one around him, right? He's not able to turn. He's not able to feed anyone. Right. And when he does feed them, you know, the pass is too soft or, you know, he doesn't really find them. So for me, like, uh, I feel like if you brought in someone who was more, if you you literally swapped Aubameyang and Dominic Calvert-Lewin in that front line, right, our attack goes up like three levels, I think, automatically, because you then can no longer double up on your two wide players because you now have someone to, to, to occupy you in the middle. Right, and I think that's part of the re- thats a bit a big reason why Aubameyang isn't having as much joy down the left is because Lacazette literally offers zero threat. Mm. You,
1: you know, I kind of, I kind of want to play devil's advocate on here because I do think that Lacazette is actually not the player that he's been asked to be um, right now. Um, I agree he's with not, that. It's not with the that. player that is. I'm getting the feet. I'm holding him. I'm linking play. I think I remember that it was bizarre when Arsenal fans suggested play Lacazette ten. Lacazette doesn't have pass appreciation. He has a very good striking technique, but his pass appreciation is very poor. And I remember this first game as well, um, where um, if he, I think it was Michael Fox at the time who said, I'm Arsenal trying to emulate Liverpool with the way they're using Lacazette. But he doesn't have the, the menu playmaking aspect. And he doesn't. He doesn't have the, the short passing aspect. And also long. His passes are a lot of times under or over hit. So yeah. we ask him poor to do parsing. stuff he's... Yeah, he we're asking him stuff to do he's actually not quite, not really good at. And the stuff that he is good at is getting the ball into his feet, touching it, taking one touch and then shooting. So like taking one, two touches and shooting. But he doesn't shoot much for us. So the very few things that he's actually quite good at, he's not doing. And we're asking him to do quite a lot of things that he's not too good at. And mm-hmm. actually asking quite a few physical things of him and um, from the game. So, um, I mean, obviously we know he has his deficiencies. I do think we're not utilizing them to the best of his abilities. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't help when he misses fucking open goals as well. But yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of a bit of a. I think the, again the attack is not really balanced. Um, and what what the what the people are doing and what their jobs are.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't really worry about Lacazette anymore. I've, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he'll be gone in the summer.
1: He'll be gone. I reckon he'll be gone. I as don't well, think but... he'll be here. So,
3: um, yeah, um, man, 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 don't think he's going to get a new contract anymore. Absolutely not. Cause... No, we just got rid of <laughs> that. We just got rid of Hasfami, So, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I think he. I think he'll be gone. I think he'll be gone, and we'll probably we'll sign another strike. I don't know who. But do, you do, again, no? do
0: you reckon there's a possibility he goes in January?
3: No, nah. I don't think there's gonna. I don't even think there's gonna be a market in January.
1: There's no move oh, there's, there's never any movement in January, though. That's what was, it's gonna love be to sell lot, them in January. Um, no one's
2: got peas. Nah, yeah. yeah, absolute
1: biff. I thought we would sign anyone in January. If I'm honest, you know. Yeah, I, I can't. Maybe m- 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 loan, loan. I can
2: say. Yeah, maybe alone, but if we're a serious club.
3: Isco Izzo, Isco alone. Yeah,
1: nah, I love it, bro. <laughs> still <taking> it, bro.
3: <laughs> greco like Roman wrestler, band. <laughs> well, but when I say he looks like, who's it, it is bigger, Isco or hey, is It.
1: We're
2: not having a BBW. To-
3: <laughs> B-
1: BBW orgy, yeah.
2: Uh, I'm returning Arsenal to, to Brazzers.com. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, it, it was seven only fans when fucking that's how it them to uh, the uh, stands. Uh, but
2: if if we're a serious club, like we need to use this to our advantage because we should be trying to get players that we have, like party that we have no right to really be getting. Our, we have no right to really be getting. And obviously using the market, only where Prem clubs are the only clubs really who've got money, we should be going in January. We, we should be, we should move our summer window to January so we've got no competition and try to snap up some people. Like our, obviously it's difficult to get them out of the club, but... The ones in the Prem, if you want them, it's difficult. But the ones abroad where people need money, where France are struggling, where they're struggling with their TV deal, their TV deal ain't paying them, they're getting loans out to try and bridge the gap. I thought they'd take the piece. I swear. Yeah,
3: but I, yeah, but is, is, isn't the issue his brother?
2: Well Bro, tell it. Listen, right? This is why I wish we had Raul just for a bit, because Raul would go, yo, George, come come in, have a seat, have a cigar.
3: Sit Pe- Pedro, have, have a cigar, right?
2: right? Yeah. Listen, Frank. Go and slap his brother in the face. Patent Alpha, and get this deal done. I'll give you three million on the books and half a million off the books. You <laughs> <laughs> would be done tomorrow. <laughs> it would be done. Patented. It would be finished. So yeah, like I, there's ways to do it, but I feel like if you go into his brother and like say, "Look, we need to be serious. Let's let's get this deal done." I, I think there's a deal to be done there in January, man.
1: Hmm. And
2: we need to be we need to be intelligent. We need to be still in a march on these clubs because. Once the situation's a bit more clear, we ain't getting an
0: hour. Mm. And I feel like the way this season's going as well, that January can be so key if you're, say you're like four or five points off top four by, by January, or even in the top four by January, you can really solidify that position or potentially get into the top four if your January goes really well. So... I do think we need to be active in that market. I feel like that first summer, that first year uh, under Emery, if we had got someone other than Denis Suarez in, um, we would have made the Champions League that season. So I do feel like we can't let another January um, transfer window just go by but saying
1: there's no value, this, that and the other. Lads, 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 this is Arsenal. When, when, When have you had the serious January transfer window? Or Bamiang. And on deadline day. But we were under a lot of duress that, that year, isn't it? Yeah. Bamiang so. uh, Bam- Bamian was, what, two, two and a bit years ago, is it? I, that's embarrassing. Lacazette must feel like shit. We were under duress, though. we yeah. were there
2: for four That's a good shout. they thought, this guy is dead. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's
2: go bring his boy in for, for, for 50 for million. For moral support.
3: Yeah. Uh, um, Just before we move on then, just a few more noteworthy performances. I thought Leno was quite... um I thought that was his best. Didn't have much to do. My boy, listen, your boy has been stinking the place out this season. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) don't say that too loudly, yeah. Because Leto, Leto, he 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 owes us reparations, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Because this season he's been he's been on one. But yeah, I thought I thought that was his best game of the season. Actually, he didn't have he didn't have much to do. But the things that he did do, I thought he did really well. His um his uh, playing out from the back was a lot better. Um, than it had been uh, this season as well. So yeah, uh, props to him. And I thought, I thought Aubameyang was a little bit more lively. Um, still nowhere near as as active as we, as I'd like him to be. Um, and also special mention, I think, to to Rob Holding. Yeah, no, I, listen, none of us are his biggest fans, but he put in a good worksman like midfielder uh, uh, performance. Actually, I thought he was very, very, very. Uh, Good British performance, I thought. You know, very good, good English lad. You know, from Bolton, and and uh, he he did his job. He was a he was a, a willing accomplice to to Gabrielle. So this is where I,
1: I got into fear. I don't think he was. He had money problems. He didn't have to destruct. Yeah, because he uh, just dealt dealt with it. De- dealt with he, it well. That's... He didn't have the challenging duels that Gabrielle had, for example. But, but he wasn't called upon like that.
2: But, no, he wasn't. That's the thing. So I feel like me, even though Mustafi could be better. He's not got the mentality for it, and I feel like holding them stupid, so yeah, is mm. mentally. Like, so
3: you don't, I, and you don't I, I need when like I feel like holding instead of Mustafi, to be fair. You don't need, um, a Gabriel and Mustafi together, in my opinion. Well, I think, right. I think, uh, holding is the murder sucker to Gabriel's Kashelny, yeah, all
1: right. you
3: know, that this the, the sensible one, right? Go on, Kosh, you, you go and do the, the funny stuff, you go do the aggressive stuff, you go get yourself sent off, lad, all right? Well, I'm gonna sit here and Mop up in case you do make a, a, a silly mistake. That's that's how I see it, and I think that kind of balance is required sometimes. Having two looney tunes in defence can get a bit can get a bit funny, you know. And I don't I don't think I don't think we need that Old Trafford all, of all places, yeah. um, especially when they get two penalties a game. Uh, we we definitely don't need that. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought Rob Holden could, especially considering he just come back from injury as well. Clearly wasn't fit because he I think he had cramp. I was even thinking, fucking hell, please don't come off because I don't want Mustafi coming on for that <laughs> last 15 minutes. The game. The yeah. The game the yeah, um, let's move on then because I've got some listeners' questions. Um, so the first listeners question I've got um is from um is from Sam E underscore 91. He says, Can we get a quick summary on the Saliba situation? What is going on exactly? Oh, so today. Oh. Um, Arteta came out with uh, some comments and said he's fed up with the Saliba situation. Oh, and it man. kind of dumbfounded me a little bit because I'm thinking, wait, what are you <laughs> fed up with? This, this situation is of your own, you know, of your own creation. It's a complete piss. So you fed up with your own decisions? Is, is, is that what you're fed up with? Like, what What are you on about? What are you actually about on about, mate?
2: About i fed up like being asked about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's taking the complete
2: piss though right, yeah. there is no like what I was saying before I watched Gabriel I thought yeah this guy's got it but will it translate into the Premier and I watched but I thought this guy's better than Gabriel because of his he, he, everything he does defending he does it with ease and he does it correctly like in terms of from a technical standpoint and I was thinking this guy's going to come in and obviously he's a young kid he's going to make mistakes maybe have some concentration issues but in terms of his overall defending he'll be fine then obviously he's not playing. Then his junior partner, who we watched play next to him, who was not as good as him, not as good as him. I don't care. What well,
3: according to some people on Twitter, he oh, is. He was, t- he was better than him because he's playing for Leicester and Saliba isn't playing yeah. for Arsenal.
2: I was. I watched them and I watched enough games and I'm. I'm so confident that Saliba is better than him. And then you what you look at them and you think right for playing in the league and finding it easy and he's having. Playing very well, yeah, yeah. Playing very well. So I, I don't really know what it, what's this transitional year bullshit. What transition
1: you do I have to go through? It's fucking nonsense. Oh, like, That's how moving like a tea you know? this is just fucking annoying me. But you're gone. But all, all. I mean, like, like you
2: said. I think, um, like Dan said, uh, Nigerian Dan said earlier. You've got games you can play them in. So even if Pablo, Mari- weekly as well. Every week we've so, got games. Even if Pablo, yeah. Mari- was um not was, was going to be ready in two weeks, or Mustafi? You'd rather register Saliba and play him against the nobodies that you're going to play in the group stage, which you know you you know who you're going to play. You're going to play Molder. You're going to play Dundalk. You're going to play um, whoever it was, Vienna. Yeah. You're going to play them twice each. You know you're going to play them until December, and in January you'll see what happens. Yeah. So why do you need Mustafi and? um What's his name? Mario for those games. You've got, obviously, if you need to win a game, you've got your main defenders. You've got Louise, you've got Holden, you've got um, Gabriel. So why do you then need the backup defenders there? You, you can play them in the league when you need them to. You can play them in the Carlin Cup or whatever. You should have, if you are being serious and you haven't got him alone, you should have earmarked those games for Saliba. You're playing every single Europa League game. Every single Europa League game. That is how you manage a player's career. I'm, I'm, I'm sickened by the management of it. I'm fuming, actually. I'm very, very angry about it because I know Saliba's going to be looking at this situation thinking, oh, I'm fed up. Nah, mm-hmm. Arsenal don't rate me. I don't really feel it. So when it comes to re-up on your contract, which is only going to be relatively around the corner because he's, spent two, he's going to be spent two years out of his five-year contract or whatever, he's not really going to want to do it because he doesn't believe this manager rates him or respects him. So we're going to lose a potential worldie just because what he's being stubborn.
1: Yeah, at least be-
2: give you a chance. If 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 you played Saliba in the Carling Cup or the Europa League and he stunk it out, fair enough. Yeah, calm. give you a chance. That's
0: that's that's my thing as well. Not right. even happened yet. I, I and and the thing is. Uh, let me just think about this. Yeah, like This is the biggest talent coming out of France. Yeah, I think we can all agree that that's the case uh, outside of Mbappe. right? Like, people are calling him Mbappe of saint the other Arsenal have won a coup to get this guy in for 30 mil. He's gone on loan. He's gone back on loan. We didn't even want to send him on loan, but St-Etienne insisted that we loan him back. So we wanted him to be with us since he signed. Yeah. And so when he's now finally joined you, he's been, he's been training with the club um, since May. So you can't tell me it's a fitness issue because he didn't have any injuries over, the, over that time. He's played uh, pre-season friendly, right? Rob Holden is, is now going out on loan. So clearly he's part of the setup. So then I, I checked it today, um, put it in the group. From September, that's when you've done your U-turn uh, about Rob Holden staying. So assuming that's, that's the week, when you've made this decision that, all right, he's not gonna be involved in first team. You've now got five weeks at the end of the window to find him a club um, that he can be playing at, right? Because if you're saying all this stuff about transitional year, this, that, and the other, him not playing for six months or not playing for nine months even since March, How is that helping his transition for someone that you think has a big future? You know, that this guy needs to be playing games. So why can you not find him a club or why can you not send him back to St. Etienne? Why can you not let him play the cup final? Right. If he's been training with you, was training with the under 23s all summer. Right. So you've seen him, right. It's not like, Oh, he's just come back from preseason. I've had a week with him and I've decided, Oh, he's not quite at the races. This is someone that you've been looking at day in day out for six months before you're deciding he's now not gonna play any games until January now, at the earliest, yeah? It's mismanagement. It's complete mismanagement. You're telling me that this is about his, um, his well-being. I don't understand how his well-being is improving by him playing under 23 ball. No. And as, as what Leroy said, if he's not ready, right, then send him out alone. This is literally the worst thing that he can be doing
1: right now with his career. I think. And this, so, uh, not, hold you, on, no, no, this, this on. not ready stuff is also, it's also. I, I would look at the timeline, yeah, we, we say, what, Saliba, we, we made Saliba come back early, we didn't let him play the Cooper France final. Do you not know you know pick this? This is a, this is a guy that grew up playing for Saint-Étienne, they get to a cup final, they want to play, he wants to win it, he helped them get to the final, actually, I think he did quite, he did some quite good play in that in in a semi-final to, to get him the winner late, and, um, and you're not letting them play the final. So, my thinking is now, yo, we want this guy to play because otherwise we would let him play. Uh, we would let him play the final, maybe even let him stay there another year or half a year to unloan. So, the timer is already fucked. Like, how are you already doing this? The, the way the way the relationship starts, it's already an issue. Like, you've already created an issue that shouldn't have been an issue. And then you going step by step, month by month, you create more issues down the line. I can't lie, Ateta looking like a bozo right now, the way he's handling this. And the way he's talking in the media about this, it's just looking stupid. You're fed mm. up about something you've created. This is you. This is your doing. So, again, I think this seems like a quite rookie move. And we've got, we've got to understand Ateta's still a young manager. And um, he's, he seems like quite a dogmatic person, quite a stubborn person. So, I think he has it in his head that this player needs to do a transitional year. No, he does not. It 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 doesn't it doesn't it doesn't always work like that. I think he has that in his head, and he's quite dogmatic about it. And he wants to send him out on loan, or he thinks he needs to do a certain amount of minutes for the under 23s before he can play in Arsenal's first team. And I think it's very limiting. And this, I think, it's, generally, obviously, the lads have already said it. It's a poor management of the situation. Mm. Poor management of a potentially high value asset.
3: Even even if he does need a transitional year, fine, cool. I'm not there in training with. With Arteta, none of us are okay. Arteta has a, a greater knowledge of Saliba than we do, right? I think that's that goes without saying. Even if he does need a transitional year, then fine, you have two options you get it done, yeah, or you include him, you make his spell at Arsenal part of the transition. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's done, he hasn't done any of those options, he's just left him to rot. In the under twenty threes, which is I don't care what anyone says, that's not that's nothing for his progress. If anything, that's a punishment. That's a punishment. Going to going from playing to play those senior football to then be, basically being promised because I I, I don't see why you would not why like you said, Dan. Why, why why would you not play him in the effort in the French Cup final? Obviously, he's thinking he's coming back here as a first team player. You're playing him in the first games in the preseason. Yeah, he's part of those teams in the preseason so then being put in the reserves that just looks like punishment to me that that's what it looks like and i don't know if saliba's taken it like that but i saw a newspaper i don't i don't i don't know if the source was any good but it was on um, sport witness or whatever it is uh, football witness or whatever it's called and um you know the 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 article was saying that saliba himself is getting frustrated you know of course yeah of course and you can't blame him
0: like the thing that the thing that makes it worse, yeah, is that this I don't know this whole transitional year, I'm not really having it, yeah, because his boy and his junior understudy yeah. at St. Etienne, he only played I think seven, I've just looked at it now, seven more games than Saliba did last season, mm-hmm. right? Two more appearances in the league than Saliba um last season, because obviously their, their their season got cut off, but um Fofana has now just been able to slot straight in, right, and he's looking like an accomplished defender in in the prem. So Saliba, huh? In, in in and yeah, and they're playing attacking football. Um, Saliba is supposed to, is better on the ball than Fofana, um, from what I've seen, right, and better defensively, from what I've seen as well. Like, the record when they're both playing together, or when Saliba is out out of the team, it speaks for itself. They could they could barely keep a clean sheet without Saliba in the team, right? So, this is a guy that sent Etienne were desperate to come back and play in the final, right? That's one of the biggest games in France against Mbappe, um, uh, Neymar, and Nisman, yeah? And yet, you're saying, right, I thought Pablo Mari and Shkodran Mustafi, who's leaving in nine months, would have been uh, the better investment of minutes in these group games against Dundalk, uh, Molde and Rapid Vienna. I'm not having it. There's there's literally, as you said, Lewis, unless it's punishment for something that's happened, there's no footballing justification for not registering him, um, knowing that he's not going on loan. Because the registration happened after you knew he's not going on loan to St Etienne. And from what Ornstein said, a loan to the Championship was never really on the cards. So it doesn't make any sense to me for footballing reasons, again, coming back to that, to not be playing Saliba in these games where it's literally, he'd be playing a
2: higher standard in the championship.
0: Let's be real. Yeah. And, and
2: also, this, what another thing that's pissing me off about this is the whole optics about it because young players are not going to want to come here. Imagine you are a young player. Yeah, facts. A young player, and you know Saliba is You is know 30. Right certified ball, nut, and you see that that guy can't get starts. You think, why am I going to, go to that club? Am I mad? Mm. That's another thing. Like, I, I'm, um, I'm well, really This is a f-
1: very, very good point, Leroy, you know, because you look at the way Dortmund are playing young ballers, they're going there because they know the transition into the first team will be smooth. These men want you to play if they're by you. What's happening in Arsenal with Salibo? What's going to happen when Martinelli comes back? Are we going to use him? Are we going to play him? Yeah, Mate.
3: that that situation scares me a little bit. I'm a bit on edge by that. I think I think Martinelli. Yeah, I think he obviously has a lot more credit in the bank in terms of his Arsenal career. But I, I I'm a bit. Wary. Got it in the
1: bank under who? It wasn't, on the- yeah, it wasn't under. It wasn't him. It was He couldn't buy, buy minutes
3: under Arteta when he was fit. He That's have what I said. But you know, I've been I've been told that he was injured and stuff. So.
0: It. Buy him Maybe bad. it's true, so, but
3: we needed the goal
0: against Limpiacos. You brought him on for 15 minutes mm. at the end. Like, it's 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 crazy. Like this this whole situation has actually vexed me right? because you spent 30 million pound on this guy. Because, Arteta didn't
3: spend 30 million pound, but but the club I has guess.
0: because mm. he's clearly he's certifiably better than your current options, right? So I don't see how. You're, you're bringing someone in for 30 M's who isn't ready to play or who isn't better than Mustafi.
2: Mm. It doesn't make any sense to me. And what bullshit is, he's going to miss up six months of this year, yeah. six months of ball... There's no way you're going to tell me there's any difference that he comes in next year and he's also all of a sudden really.
3: Yeah, that, uh, that's my biggest thing uh, about it is that is that is the whole six months. Uh, how we? So for, I understand the comparison to Fafana, and yes, I, I I definitely agree that I I think Saliba could be doing a a, a great job in the Premier League right now. How, where I don't really mind is um, if Arteta feels this is the, this is the way to transition a player into the Premier League, then cool fine but make sure that he's getting the best education possible he hasn't done that and that is where my issue lies is the fact that he he hasn't delivered on anything he's just letting him rock. if you felt if you feel like you know if we're going to compare Fofana and Saliba in 10 years time maybe Leicester's decision to play Fofana this season doesn't work out the best for for, 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 for Fofana okay maybe it doesn't yeah I'll get it out eventually for, for Fofana It might not. It might work wonders. And we'll see in the long run, right? We'll see in the long run. If Arteta had a plan with Saliba and that plan was to go out on loan for this year and then bring him back next season and he's an established first-team player, cool. I haven't got... I've got an issue with it because I feel like Saliba could play, but I'm not going to create a big hoo-ha about it because at least there's a plan. Right now, it doesn't seem like there's a plan. And it seems like you're persecuting the boy for... I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what the reasons are. I don't even know what the reasons are. And that is what's frustration, frustrating to me. But um, let's uh, quickly wrap up with a few more listeners' questions because it's getting a little bit late. Uh, Thierry21, these are from our patrons, by the way. Thierry21, he asks, uh, considering our creativity issues, should we stick with Partey in a pivot as putting him as six may limit him when we don't have much better? Any takers on that question?
0: the answer is yes really um, I, don't, I, I don't think we've got the profiles to play free in midfield um, really um, so yeah no, no, I think, that, not
3: the way he played it against Leicester as well with that fucking ugh, no yeah no, that, it's not,
0: and even yeah and even if we wanted to play it like you know the way City do or a Leicester or something like that I still don't think we've got the attacking profiles there really to do it so I think Party and another has to be our centre mid for the rest of the season, unless we go. So, so are you
3: accepting the, that we have to go three for three for the rest of the season? I think Arteta's is going to do that,
0: regardless. Right? He likes to defend in the five channels, likes to attack in the five channels. That's the that's the formation that 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 allows us to do that the the easiest way. So, I, I don't really, I don't particularly mind it um, personally, but yeah, I just think we're party and another is just going to be the.
3: The centre mid going forward. Well, I hope it is the centre mid going forward. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> key worker asked, uh, "Would you consider Party El nenny as suitable pivot given our current selection of midfielders? Is is Party and El neni our best uh, our best pivot? Yeah. Oh man, I we don't
1: think so. is
2: a We need to get out
1: of the hood quick. <laughs> <laughs> From a quality quality point of view, I don't think so." Um, for certain games, I certainly believe that it's the most suitable pairing, but just based on pure playing quality and what type of player you are and what you can do on the football pitch, um, any pairing with Inet El in, uh, come on, uh, I mean he played well against United, but no. I'm, who, so if I if I was to if I was to um make you guys place a
3: bet today, I would, uh, and and if I say to you who is going to be the most used pivot and the least the least used pivot by Arteta this season. Who 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 do you think it'd be out of um obviously Partey and, and, and a pairing? So parte and Tobias, parte and Jacqueline and Partey and El Neni. What would you guys say would be the most used and the least used?
1: This is hella tough because i bound predictable it's because you just chop chops and chains every now and then. But, but this is what you're paid for, Dan. right, I'm going with he's getting paid. I ain't ain't got paid. Oh yeah,
3: because we're
2: right now, you know. You didn't
3: didn't get the memo, you didn't get the memo.
2: I know where you live. I'll drive there now, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um if I if I'd have to pick right now, I would go I I think he probably will go parted nanny for for majority of games now because it worked quite well but versus United. And the least would be Al with with someone like Sabayos.
3: No, no. Out of the out of the three that I named, the least out of Partey and one of the other two.
1: Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe Partey, Jaka. I think he might. This is very difficult to say, but I think he might he might just use them um in different ways and for different games. And maybe when Jacka plays, Partey don't play. Um, on, on, on some games, and then when Partey plays, is usually with Sobias and Nanny. He... Actually, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I have no idea, but articulated waffle there, that Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah you, you can tell I've been watching our test press conferences because that's all you've done.
3: <laughs> Nigerian, Dan, have you could you give me a better answer? Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man, because I, I can
0: see Partey and are not really playing together, you know, um just because of the type of manager that Arteta <laughs> the type of manager that Arteta is, I can definitely see him being, you know, averse to
3: to, to the lack of defensive. At- killing me? <laughs> <laughs> but but, but Sabros is quite good defensively though, don't
2: you
0: think? Yeah uh, he, he is he is but I think you know if you looked at it Against Liverpool, Sabayas didn't start. It was Nene, um Community Shield, it was Nene, Xhaka. So if you're seeing... Something sticky. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> when Sabayas has been available for some of these big games, he ain't played. So yeah, for me, I can see Arteta being the sort of defensive guy that he is not really playing Partey Sabayas.
3: As much as I would like to see it, Mm. Um, I just I just have a feeling that's what you might do man so you've gone you've gone most as Partey and El Neni El Neni yeah uh, Dr. Leroy what about yourself
2: um, so I'm going Party shaka as the most and I'm going Partey-Savaios uh, as the least hmm I still
3: think I, Shaka is a bit of Arteta's love child man
2: so
3: did Shaka even come off or come yeah. on against Man United You've seen bare, man did he come on against Man United Oh, no, no. I don't think he did. No, he did. Did he? Didn't he? Didn't he come on? Nah. No. I, I, think, tri- I think he got stripped to come on at one point. He didn't actually come on. No, he didn't come on. It, it no. was Mustafi, M- um, AMN, and
1: N- N- and yeah. Yeah. Remember, Zaka was stripping to come on. Yeah, you know what? Uh, when Holden you. went injured. I'm with you, and and I was giving you that I t- I took you at Wofford earlier, but um, I think I agree with with Leroy. Uh, Leroy. I, t- I love Xhaka, so... I think he not. loves
3: Sabayas more.
1: Xhaka out of the team oh, for yeah. that long. I can't see it still. I can't see it. He sees himself in Xhaka, I think. So, um, yeah, Xhaka he, Xhaka... he sees Xhaka. himself
3: in all three of them, except Partey. <laughs> he don't see himself in Partey at all. He just he sees a bit of himself in Sabayas... <laughs> <laughs> El nenny and Jacker,
1: <Xhaka>.
3: like, <laughs> yeah, Arteta is like the combination of the, all three of them. That, but, that's um, why
1: that's why you said Gunduzi to cunch because uh, it's not not. Yeah, not heavy. He's, he's
3: not. He's not. Uh, don't see himself in him. Um, <clears throat> okay, uh, Marvino. How worrying is this free league games in a row without a non penalty goal? This shows our, how how over reliant we are on Oba And if he's not shooting, what hope is there? Is it worrying? I think it's quite worrying.
2: Yeah, no. There's no hope
3: there's no hope about Aubameyang it's Aubameyang or Bust mm. um, I've done that for a long time um, it's not changed
2: now all the rest of our fours are shit
3: <laughs> you didn't like Pepe's goal against Dundalk
2: oh, Pepe is fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to win this battle
3: yeah yeah you, you, you're, you're <laughs> a long way to win it everyone in the group chat has given up nah, there's everyone
2: there's Dan, Coogs. you're sitting right there
3: yeah yeah but no Dan,
2: Dan, you're, you know, you're going to be the last to die, yeah? I'm going to pour
0: some liquor, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever give up the hope that well, I, I think, I think Pepe is a good, I think Pepe a good, a good player. I'll probably take that to my grave. Yeah. So, I, I, right. what I will, what I will say though is, if what we're if we're, if, we're, we're, if we're not going to lean into him, there's no point in being here. There actually is no point because I think for him to be to be good in in any team. You need to be playing through him and making him if, the guy in the attack, or yeah. or one of the guys in the attack. The only issue can't is we're not, be, we're not
3: Fulham. We're not Fulham. Done. If we lead
2: into him, because uh-huh. he spent all his time on the floor anyway. <laughs> oh, come on, man. and 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 I need the satisfaction because you're gonna have to give up at some point because. I don't think I can live without it. I, I mean, when, if at the end of the season,
0: <laughs> if at the end of the season he costs me money and I have to pay you our bet, then I'll, I'll Wait, have what, to drop.
3: It, what is it? What is it against?
0: Seven, seven goals, seven, well, 14 goals and assists yeah, in the league. In the league. Well, oh my god! League. What's he got? One. One. Yeah. That's
2: <laughs> tense.
3: No, no, just cash out you know now, what? man. Cash so
2: out now. I'm so confident. I'm going to spend your money on Amazon now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: The thing is, he ain't even getting to play in the league, man. Nah, he ain't even yeah, playing, exactly. Man. He's not. He's not getting any minutes, man. Uh, like, do, do you think he could play against like so? Like, just looking ahead to the Villa game, um, because I don't think we're going to do a patron preview. Just a quick look ahead to the Villa game. If I if I say to you um, a few of the positions that are up for grabs, would you guys stick with Rob Holden now that Luis is is back after Rob Holden's performance, or do you think this is a game that no. Luis should come in?
1: Louise, yeah, has got Luis.
0: Yeah, I
3: think Louise should play. Yeah, Ooh. I think I think Louise as well. I think that's pretty unique. well well done, Rob. But I think you know, get Louise back in for that passing. Um uh, Who would you guys play in centre midfield against Villa? A game for Sabayas, a game for Xhaka? Stick with El No,
2: we need the runners because Villa can run.
1: Like... So you'd stick with El Yeah, I'd stick with the same as well. I yeah. think some physicality and mobility midfield. I'd put
3: Danny in there personally.
0: Of you I think I think the game after is for Sabayos To be honest, um, Leeds. I think I think Sabas and Pepe have to play against Leeds. Um, Why? Probably not. just because they, the way they, <laughs> the way they the way they um, look to press you and and, and defend is, is literally one v one marking across the whole pitch. So if you do have anyone who is able to break free from their press. Um, then you get a lot of joy against him. And I think in the FA Cup game, um, Pepe was quite key to us being good in that second half, um, just being able to, to to break free from his marker um, and drive us up the pitch, which led to our goal. So I think Pepe will need to play because I think he'll be more able to do that over summer like Willian, personally.
3: So that leads me to my next question. What would the front three be? Same front three as Man United with Willian, Lacazette and Aubameyang, or are we changing it up against Villa?
1: I need over through the middle in both of these games. It's don't not care. happening though, Dan. And I, I need it though. <laughs> I, need, I need to win the lottery as well. <laughs>
3: you yeah. don't. You don't need to win the lottery, mate.
2: Me, me and you in the same position, big man.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm living in my mum's basement. You got a 12-bedroom house in fucking wherever you to live. Back to, to back to. Be- Beverly Hills. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, but what should should Pepe be drafted in for this game or? Nah,
1: leave him. Leave him. <laughs> I lied to you, man. Just, like, whenever I see Pepe, he just pisses me off at the moment. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know what? It's you actually... should play one of the games though. He should start one of the games. Where are going, Nero? No, nah, he, he, he
2: annoys me. His face annoys me. In fact, he's always on the floor, annoys me. The fact that he just runs into his fullback annoys me like everything about him annoys me and yeah. he's that, actually getting
0: worse this is the thing he's getting worse do you not think we can get forty million from him no in, in oh,
2: summer who's paid 40, million for who's paying
3: who's paid forty million for that
2: guy it who's paying forty million for that guy
1: where's Rao going next maybe we should take
3: then... <laughs> we should take Lil to the financial ombudsman yeah to say we got bumped <laughs>
1: because that's the only way
3: we're getting our money back is if we take we court, we, I
2: think Anne tweeted that we can now say that we got uh, Gabriel and Pepe for combined 96 million. Sounds so, a bit better, isn't it? And it's like 80 million for Gabriel, 16 <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, it, uh. I mean, that does sound a bit better, but yeah, but yeah. All right, lads, um, we'll call it a night because it's getting a little bit late. Um, uh, yeah, make sure to join our Discord, uh, Touchy Gooners on Instagram and Twitter um if you want to become a patron um the patron link is in the bio uh, we'll have a we actually got a, a, a nice interview for you tomorrow actually so that should be quite interesting um but yeah guys we will see you uh, next week Take it easy.
1: Yes.